Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Star Trek, the original series, season 3, episode 19, it's called Requiem for Methuselah. So, full spoilers for the episode, as always. I was a little bit worried about this one, just based on the title, I'm not going to lie. Me, me too, I assume you're a bit familiar with who Methuselah is then, based on... Yeah, I mean, v- enough to be like, oh god, it's going to be, you know, another one of these ancient cultures and we're going to do... Oh, but somehow they're on this other planet and he's got mythical powers and I'm like, oh no, we're not And it wasn't quite that, so that's good. Mm. That's good. Uh ultimately it's a bit of a weird episode that is kind of frustrating in the end because the final moment might actually it could have been one of the best moments of the entire show. One of the most touching moments of the entire show. But unfortunately, everything that sets it up is outright bullshit and therefore it doesn't have any of the weight that it should have. Yeah, there there are some things I like in theory about the episode. Mm-hmm. You know, and ideas that it's playing at, some little you know things that it pokes at here or there. That okay, that, that that's interesting. That's that's nice ideas. And then it just throws in this bullshit love story with Kirk again. Well, see, that's my so here's here's the premise of the episode. The premise of the episode is that the entire ship has been infected with a virus. Which feels very, like, one of my first big problems with this episode is, like, oh, there's a virus that spread to the entire crew, and we've got, like, three hours to cure everyone, and we need this this resource off this planet to, like, make the cure. And I'm like, this feels really specific. It feels like so TV, ticking time bomb, like, made-up bullshit. And I know it is, I mean, it's Star Trek, most stuff's made-up bullshit, because it's sci-fi, but this feels especially unrealistic, I guess is what I'm saying. I think it's more egregious here that it adds nothing. They never feel like they're rushing. I feel like no. It feels important for the first like ten minutes, and then once the rest, the other plot comes in, then all of a sudden uh, it's just the reason why they're there, and then the rest of the plot like plays out. So yeah. they go down there, they run into this guy, uh, who's kind of mysterious. He's like, "Get off my planet," even though they had like no the scan showed no life forms. He's like, "No, I've been cloaked. You know, get off my planet. This is my planet. Leave. I like my privacy." And the first sign I had something was kind of up is when Kirk's negotiating with them to like stay and just look, just let us like stay and get this resource so we can cure our sick. Please, just let us do that. At one point, he actually just outright says, "If you don't, if you say no, we'll just do it by force." And I'm like, "Wait a minute." I, yeah, I think it's supposed to show how desperate they are to get this to cure them. Like, you know, that they will do what you have to because there's yeah, you know, four hundred odd people at risk. First, first rule of Star Trek. <laughs> Is a you know, I, I, I know, prime directive and all that, and not not interfering and. To be fair, that's only in not interfering with with civilizations that aren't advanced, right? This is this is one man. I don't think it specifies how advanced the civilization are. I I thought that was the the implication I've always got from the prime directive is, if they're not advanced enough for space travel. Don't give them technology that'll lead to space oh, travel. Sure, They've got to develop mean, on their own path. No, no, no. Sure, sure, sure. That's a big part of it. But I, I don't think they're supposed to interfere with any type of civilized, like, like influence them, like, and enforce their like. They have to ask for help or, or accept them in, or, or like, they can't. I, they don't just do it by force. They come in peace. I, I think as a rule, that I think that's two separate things. I think you know them not doing things by force is different. Prime, I think the Prime Directive refers to influencing their culture specifically. Whereas this, he's not trying to influence the culture. He's not trying to change his way of life. 
he's trying to just get this one resource and go. He's and he might kill one man, admittedly, and that's against presumably a different rule. But I don't think it falls under the same category. At least not to me, it doesn't. I I always took Prime Directive to cover a a range of things, not just. I mean, I know it says Prime Directive implying it's one thing, but I I, I always yeah. kind of took it as just the general rules for interacting with other civilizations and people in space. Maybe, maybe we'll get more on this in the future. But maybe, for me, for me, will. at the moment, at least, that's where well, I fall. Regardless, on it. regardless if it's the Prime Directive or not, it's, it's a bit of a dick move. Yeah, like this is so not Kirk. This no, we'll just take it by force. Never has he said anything like that. It's so unprovoked as well. He doesn't try. And, like, he he can't wait. He, he said, "Oh, we're sick. We need help." But he never like like says, pleads, and like, "Oh, we're we're asking for mercy. We're asking for for aid. Uh, we're here to just get get a resource." Um, they never even argue with him that it's his planet. Like they just like, "Oh yeah, you you can buy planets. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's bought the planets. Fine." To be fair, they established later on you can. So, oh, they, they do, they do, but they, they don't like. As for proof or anything like that, they don't. They just like, okay. Yeah, I mean that's fair enough. I mean they do offer to trade. Do you know they're like, oh, we'll buy it, we'll trade, you know, bargain. What do you want? What, what can we give you? And he still refuses. Then he, you know, then he's like, well, then maybe we'll force it. Yeah, but it's still it's just too much of a leap. He's not the guy's not threatening. He just says no, and he just steps in and says, we'll take it by force if we have to. And I'm like, that, this does this does not feel like Trek. No, no, I, was, I, I do agree you know, that it feels wrong, but I, I think it's supposed to be how desperate he is. Like, you know, they're all ill and he'll do, you know, whatever he has to do. Well, to that save. doesn't come across at all. It doesn't doesn't work. No, fair enough. I, I don't get that at all from that scene. They, they don't sell it that way at all. It, it's just it's just this weirder leap, which is a, a through line for the episode. Kirk's character in this episode acts so a character at so many points just to make the plot work that it, it feels completely forced and bullshit. This is the first of those ones, and this one doesn't even need to be here. Like, that, this scene doesn't even necessarily need to play out any differently without that line, because he ends up kind of convincing him anyway, and then the guy's like, okay, right, I'll come come into my, my home, and we'll, we'll set you up. My robot will go and fetch the stuff for you. And it could just play out anyway. That This actually accomplishes nothing. And if the, if the point was just to, like, sell us how desperate he is, then show us be, them being desperate on the ship... For an episode that's about trying to save the crew, which is infected with the disease, we never see one sick person the entire episode. No, I think we only see the crew on the ship once. Yes, but we only see Scotty and stuff on the bridge, and they're yeah. fine. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not disputing that. Just this one it, itself didn't really bother me, uh, honestly. That, that, yeah, lots of other problems with the episode, but this one, eh. I, I, can... I immediately sat up and went, what the hell did he just say? It just—it was so against everything like I know about Star Trek for him to say that. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Kirk's relatively aggressive when he has to be. When he's being defensive, sure. This just felt so aggressive to me. Uh, mm. It felt way out of character. It just—I immediately went, "That feels wrong." What have they done with this episode? What did they do in the writing room? What crack were they on? It just—it felt so off to me. And it immediately put me in this really defensive place where I was I was expecting more bullshit, and more bullshit did come. Uh, it did. Other, other bullshit definitely came. So, so they go into his place. He claims he's alone. We find out he's actually got like a, a woman there, and of course it's an attractive woman. And as soon as he brings her out, Kirk starts making the eyes, and it's like, oh, here we go. And at this point, it's kind of a, it's it's almost just 
it's been done too often at this point that I, I do I just kind of roll my eyes really when whenever there's like oh the attractive woman and she's into Kirk and Kirk might be into her um, but this got even worse than normal because th- this was within about five minutes he was talking about her as if he was in love with her and yeah then it kept going down that path to the point where by the end of the episode he was jeopardizing his entire crew and focusing on her instead yeah one of the moments that really bothered me is uh, it had already been established that that her and the guy were were a, were a thing or at least mm. you know he wanted it to be you know it, it was not entirely defined but they'd already had conversations establishing that there was at least some sort of thing going on between them some feelings at least one way and Kirk just yeah it's like ah, screw it I'm, I'll, I'll make out with her anyway mm. my, my big problem other than just him like talking about her as if he's madly in love is Spock at multiple times says oh maybe we should leave this captain we've got other things to be concerned with and he's right <laughs> crew's dying we're on, a time, we're on a tight schedule here and he ends up saying no Spock we're fighting over a woman and he starts throwing punches and he starts fighting with uh, Flint who's the, the name of the character and this was so bizarre and like over the top and jumping to this like fight scene that I, I my immediate assumption was that okay he's doing something this is a plan he, he's doing this to catch him off guard he's doing this because it's a means to an end he's doing this because he wants it to reveal something Kirk is playing him he, he, is, he is doing this as an act to achieve some goal of some kind nope he actually just starts throwing punches because he wants to fight over the girl. Yeah, I'm not going to try and defend this one. I, I, I. <laughs> but this is the thing. Like, I, I, I sold it to myself at first. I'm like, oh, this is all for something else. Like, he's, he's doing this as like a pretend thing for some. Because it, it was that. We've seen it before, right? Yeah, it was that ridiculous. Uh, but no, it, it was just no, no. He's fighting because he, he likes the girl. He likes Rhea enough, yeah. and he wants her. And yeah, I, 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 oh god! And then of course the, the the big twist of the episode is that is that Flint is immortal, and yeah. there's teases throughout the episode. Spock keeps noticing in the paintings. He's like, you know, that's uh, what what painter was it? Uh, I forget. Da Vinci. Da Vinci. I think it was Da Vinci. Uh, and he's like, oh, these like authentic Da Vinci, but they're not quite like any paintings that are on record this is strange and then later on he's at the piano he's like oh, this is a this is a bram but you know it's fresh it's weird like it's not old paper but it, it's, it's authentic it's authentically his and it's like so the, the, the reveal is that he's an immortal who was both these people and a bunch of other people mm. including methuselah so yeah this is this is the one that i was expecting for most of the episode because if you're familiar with methuselah he, he was the, the the oldest man in the bible and I mean, he did die in the Bible, but he was like, I want to say like 969, something stupid like that. And to be fair, Flint's going to die soon as well. He's, he's finally it, Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, so that was the that was the twist I was I was expecting. You know, once, once it became clear, uh, you know, at first I saw the title and I thought the same as you. Uh-oh, ancient culture. Yeah. Um, but once it became clear it wasn't that, I was like, okay, so he's Methuselah. I get, I get that. Uh, so... Reveal fell a little flat, I guess. It fell a little flat, and I don't really feel like they did much with it. Like, ultimately, it was more about the the romance triangle, the love triangle, than it was about anything else. And of course, he she turns it to be a robot. He's been building robots so that, that his lover will be immortal like him. And oh, 
Yeah. Okay. I, I get it. And, and you know, the twist itself is something that I could see being an interesting episode. You know, like you know, I said how the, there are ideas. I like the idea that there's been this guy, just a, a person who has lived through all of that history, and uh, as they put it, uh, seen humanity. You know, stop being savages and, and become something better. And and witness. I I feel like there's something really interesting to to go through in that story, and this just kind of ignores it entirely. Yeah, and then at the end of the episode when they leave, Kirk uh, let, is... let's let's oh. not overlook the fact that he miniaturizes the, the Enterprise and turns it into a little model. Oh yeah, Flint at one point when he's I mean that, that, again this almost feels throwaway. It's, it doesn't matter. It's not the point of the episode, but because because they learn who he is, he's like oh well he can't let us leave now. So he he magically snaps his fingers and the Enterprise. T- to be fair, he does press a button. Oh yeah, I wasn't I wasn't being literal. Well, no, no. I just, I just was saying he's, he's, he's so he's created all this technology on his own. Yes, because he's had that much time, I assume. But he he presses a button and the Enterprise just shrinks and it's like a model on on his on his desk, which we've done before, by the way. Yeah, because I remembered this from last season. We had like a, the episode where the Enterprise was shrunk, and it, it's only for a scene, and then it goes back to normal. John, you know, the thing that bothers me is I don't understand what it adds because you know the whole point is okay i don't want you to you know have the communication with the ship because that's when he stops it you know kirk gets mm-hmm. his communicator and starts talking and then it vanishes you just see the shot of it vanishing it was like wait what just happened and then yeah it shows up on the desk like why not just block the transmission yeah just just t- make the communicator disappear seems way easier than, than miniaturizing an entire ship just just because Show of power, it's more impressive. Yeah, but I mean, because it kind of becomes that. That's kind of what it becomes about. Like I, I can kind of see the reasoning for this one. No, fair enough. But I, I yeah. But but the end of the episode though, when they have to leave and and uh, oh, of course, let's not gloss over the fact that that Reina actually dies because she's not prepared for for emotions. And by the way, I saw her being a robot like a male off because there was a line. As soon as she's introduced to the the, the guys, uh, Kirk, Spock, and McCoy, uh, Flint says something like, "Oh, she's got like sixteen PhDs or whatever uh, equivalent uh, to, like equivalent to," and it's like, "Oh yeah, she did all the other things, but you know, you know, the intellect first, or, or or a person just won't." Uh, I can't believe that word. It was like either function or or the person just won't be able to comprehend things. And the way he said that, I was like, "Okay, she's a robot." Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna blame the show for that one though. I think that's just us now being really aware of those things. I don't think it was you know. Oh, 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 I wasn't necessarily even meaning it as a complaint. I mean, I'm just pointing out that yeah. As soon as he said that line, I'm like, okay, she's a robot then. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I got that, and then I think so much of the episode, in retrospect, fall, falls flat more than it did when I was watching it because so much of it's spent on them trying to like find who this guy is and who she is and looking into the records and be like oh well we can't yeah. find them they don't exist what's happening and then there's so much of the mystery in that there's so much of the oh the first batch of like um minerals that we got oh they're infected with iridium so they won't work we have to go out and get another batch and it's like oh can we trust them Why is he actually going to give us the materials to make the the cure who knows and ultimately that tension's irrelevant to the actual again point of the episode once we get to the, the final act None of the sickness or try to cure it is even all that mentioned or relevant. It's all kind of just gone away by that point. Yeah, yeah, I, just, I, I don't get it. Like I said, there are things and ideas in this episode that I like in theory, but in execution, 
almost none of it works. And the best idea is the final scene. Because mm-hmm. the final scene, we're back in the Enterprise, and it doesn't work because it's telling us that Kirk was so madly in love with this woman robot that he met like three hours ago. But he's so distraught about it when he's talking to Spock that he just puts his head down and apparently immediately falls asleep. Which also is kind of weird, to be honest. Like, yeah, yeah. Been a long day, he was exhausted. Um, it's weird. Not, not that quickly after talking to someone, though. He's like sitting upright talking to Spock and he just puts his head down on the desk and that's him asleep. And McCoy comes in and McCoy and Spock have a debate about love and McCoy's like, oh, you'll never understand, Spock, the pain and the, the glory of love, the excitement and the misery. And he goes on a little monologue about love and how Spock will never understand. And Spock, after McCoy leaves, Spock, you know, walks over and because McCoy's final line was like, oh, I wish you could forget her. You know, the, the pain of remembering is going to be too much. So McCoy leaves and Spock walks over, puts his hand on Kirk's head and says forget. He's done the Vulcan main meld and he's mm. taken away the memory. And this is actually a really sweet moment in and of itself because it kind of proves McCoy wrong. That, that This action itself is Spock acting out of love. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of sweet. That, that actually really works. Uh, I kind of dig that. Unfortunately, the reason why Kirk needs this is just completing that utter bullshit. So it doesn't. Yeah, have I feel the way like it does. if you were gonna do this, you probably should have done it in that one where he had a wife that died. <laughs> yeah, but even then, that was still a shit episode, though. It was, but it it was at least the the episode revolved around that kind of mostly intentionally. Right? Well, yeah, but I feel like this moment could actually be like one of the best moments of the entire show. Like if, the, if this was at the end of an episode that really sold us on, like a love that Kirk had to forget, mm. if it really spent time in that, if it was really nailed, this could actually be like one of the the pivotal moments of the show where Spock really showed this like moment of emotion and like he acted out a friendship for Kirk. This could be a great moment. Instead, it's just this kind of weird. Oh, that's kind of a good idea at the end of a really mediocre episode. Yeah, it's one of those ideas as well that I think now would be played so differently. Like on a TV show today, you know, where where it's serialized and we could see you'd have this, you know, in the comeback of the repercussions of him taking away memories without without asking for permission to do that, right? Yeah, yeah, very possibly. It depends how you want to play it, like because they can make it a sweet. If it is just like a bad memory that there's no reason to remember it. Um, cause it's it's one thing taking away like the entire memory of like let's say you had a kid who died and it completely changed who you were and then Spock comes along and takes away like the eight years of your kid's life. Yeah, he's he's taking away an afternoon here. Yeah, he's taking away an afternoon. It's not that bad, but that kind of brings into the, the the problem of it's just an afternoon. Like, why was Kirk this emotionally invested? Yeah, because <laughs> so quickly he's like, I don't like the way he he orders her around. I don't like the way he talks to her. Uh, also, there's a really weird shot when they're playing pool at one point, where it's like this really weird high shot where the camera feels like it's shaking around. It's it's almost like they didn't have the uh, the uh, the rig to actually hold the camera up there. Yeah, I I think they couldn't get high enough, so it's just someone stood on a chair. Yeah, and it's handheld, so it's kind of shaky and weird yeah. and awkward. Uh, it just it stood out because everything else in this show is typically very you know very mounted, so on a tripod or whatever. Yeah, it's all very not a lot of handheld stuff unless the ship's shaking about, and then it's you know. Da, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. It just it it, it struck me as an, an odd moment uh, visually. Um, 
Yeah, I dislike this episode more than I've talked about it. Because the stuff that I really hated was the same stuff that I hated. But the more I talk about the rest of the episode, with the mystery of, like, who are these people, the more... The more it... irrelevant you realise it is. Yeah, so it's, it's mostly irrelevant. Because um, so that then... stuff is, is fine while you're watching it, not knowing where it's going. Yes. But once you realise it, it, it has no point. It's, it's It becomes irritating in retrospect. Or even the idea that he's floating robot... robot like it tries to attack Kirk at one point and you think oh is the robot got a mind of its own or is he secretly making the robots do things and then it doesn't really go anywhere nothing ever yeah, really comes of a, it there's just a second robot in the next scene yeah and it's fine like he's, he's the second flo- floating robots doing okay and I guess the point is is that it's saying oh he's good at building robots therefore when we get to her being a robot it's like okay that makes sense but again it feels like it's building to something else with not trusting him or the robots and ultimately it's none of that yeah yeah it's it's kind of weird now that you mention it yeah there's a lot of set up in this episode for things that don't really happen and then yeah, yeah it's frustrating so she actually dies because she feels too much emotion because <laughs> she feels so much love for both Kirk and Flint that she keels over and dies yeah I got nothing uh, I, I mean, what, what do you want me to say about that? It's just, it's stupid. Yeah, F- fundamentally, I just don't buy how Kirk feels in this episode. I don't buy how he acts. It, it, at one point, he's flat out ignoring the needs of the Enterprise and his crew because he's obsessed with a woman. And I'm not saying that, like, if it was someone he really cared about that we'd known for a long time, that he wouldn't make a choice that would maybe favor her over the crew. And even then, I'd still debate it because he's Kirk and he loves his ship and he loves his crew. But. At least then, I'd understand why he'd be tempted to make the selfish choice. He met her like an hour ago. When, when yeah, he no, I, I think the call. problem is we've had multiple episodes in the past where Kirk has had to make that choice and has always chose the crew. Yeah, in fact, one of the best, like, uh, ep- well, I don't know if it was one of the best episodes this season, but one of the best ending moments I can think of um, was when, you know, he, 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 the love spell happened, right? Where, where he, was, he was made to be in love with the, the, the woman. And at the end of the episode it turn, everything turns out okay and McCoy points out no 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 the Enterprise got to his heart first so he still made the right call yeah because of that so so many of the episodes including that one which was relatively recent have, have told us that no he will pick his duty he will pick his ship and his crew over a love life in fact hell it's been a giant character motivation for him right from the start of the show his big thing is that he's kind of lonely because of that because he doesn't yeah. have the the I- I think one of the only exceptions to this rule maybe is uh, City on the Edge of Forever where yeah. he chooses the woman ultimately it, it, the, the choice is kind of stolen from him uh, you know, towards the end of the episode but he, that episode did such a good job of selling it though right it sold that relationship that was the point of that episode this is just oh oh, this happened quickly yeah no you, you got away she it was attracted to her because she wasn't just attractive she she was a forward thinker she was strong-willed she she was pushing things and, and some, some time was passing in that episode there was time passing and they were also trapped in the past where it was like okay maybe we'll never get back maybe we're just stuck here now yeah we maybe have to change our lives but but he was he was willing to risk changing history admittedly yeah yeah um, but, but but that's the the only key exception i think to to the rule of he always chooses the the crew in the enterprise yeah and this one just doesn't justify it. It never does. No. And not, 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 not only does it not justify that he picks her over the Enterprise at one point, it never justifies anything he says about her 
ever. <laughs> no, I don't think it does. It's literally she walks in the room and all of a sudden there's goo goo eyes getting made at each other and that's it. And then yeah, then then they play some pool and Flint's like, Hey, she dances. And then never Watch her dance. Yeah, there's like a three minute dance sequence. There was a far too long dance. You know, it's me that there is a really awkward scene as well, like um where Flint's watching them through the monitors, just being, you know, all, all lovey and making out and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it feel it goes on way longer than any of these scenes ever do in Trek. Actually, that's the other thing. They say up early on that he's got cameras everywhere, and he's like secretly watching them have conversations when he's not around. And it does that like three times, but ultimately it never really. I don't know. I, I think the point was supposed to be that everything, just being aware that everything was happening with his permission, he wasn't stopping it because you know the the point was yeah. he wanted Kirk to you know make her fall in love so that she'd experience the emotion to make her real right yeah. so he was just it, it was i think the purpose of the cameras was showing the audience that he is aware of all this and he is on board with it happening he's not feeling betrayed he's not trying to stop it he's just uh, yeah th- this is part of his plan so what do you ultimately think the point of the episode was supposed to be though the idea that he creates this robot he wants it to feel and he tries to do that by kind of like giving a jump start with kirk and other people that she's never met and it ultimately kills her because it's they, like what, what do think you think it's actually to trying a, to say a, with that I, I mean i mean i could be completely wrong i think it's supposed to be a warning against playing god right the idea that yeah okay it's it's not for us to create life because it, it's gonna backfire i mean i get why you'd say that i don't think there's anything in the episode that actually points to it though <laughs> just the the idea of okay no we have created this ai we're trying to you know this role we're trying to make it a real person but we just can't do it you know we 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 end up causing more more harm than good yeah i don't feel like the episode actually lingers like i get why you're saying that it makes sense that that it's it's the only thing i can get from it but i agree that it's it's not a huge factor the episode's not really pointing in that direction if anything it's like more like no she's a real person because she actually does feel things and she deserves the right to choose because she is like real enough to make her own yeah. choices. Yeah, which is actually more Star Trek in a lot of ways. As a... it, it is, it is, but it doesn't really fit with the ending, does it? No. Well, the, that's the thing. The ending's got nothing to do with her being a robot. The ending's just about Kirk's love struck. She didn't yeah. need to be a robot for that. I, I, I know. I'm not disputing that. <laughs> that's what i'm saying so many of the ideas in this episode don't seem to actually click together it's just they're all separate things the fact that he's immortal is kind of on its own the fact that it's a robot who wants to be alive or or like or he wants to have real feelings is kind of on its own as an idea the fact that kirk is so love struck that he needs to have his mind wiped and spock doesn't understand love which arguably is the best part and idea of the episode is kind of separate from all that as well like they're all the, the idea of the, the ship all being sick and needing to be healed is again separate it's all these separate things that don't quite click together for some bizarre reason yeah this is really quite a bad episode isn't it it is and it's not embarrassingly bad like you know it's, it's not like the one where they were on all fours and shit around no like that. it's just frustratingly bad yeah it's frustrating all right <laughs> there you go that's that's episode of star trek getting near the end though we've only got about five left and then we're at the movies so you can look forward to that um, yep not and too I, long now and i know we're getting close because i was making the uh the thumbnails actually the other day for the uh for the movies so we're, of course we're getting, you were we're getting there i like to plan ahead I'd like to be ready so um let us know what you thought of this one 
Um, and uh, just to reiterate, I I think the ending scene is a great scene on its own. It just it no, nothing actually builds to it. Like no, nothing feels like it's earned it, which is really no, upsetting. Not at all. <sighs> all right, so that's Star Trek. Let us know what you thought of this one in the comments and stuff. Uh, if you want to support the channel and get these a week early, you can go over to patreon.com slash TV. You get these uh, already cancelled a week early. I just started doing Babylon 5 on my own as an already cancelled series, so you get those early as well. Uh, if you're into sci-fi, it's, you might be worth checking that out too. Um, you can also get other stuff at the, the higher tiers and whatnot. But it, it does support us a lot if you go over there and uh, submit a dollar once a month. And if you don't, if you can't do that, don't feel too bad. You can, of course, like, subscribe, all the usual stuff. Watch the ads on YouTube, turn off ad block. All that does help. It really does. Uh, so that that is us, though. So get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. Uh, but otherwise, thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. So keep watching Star Trek, guys. And we'll see you next time.